Welcome to the Youth School Podcast, where we believe inside of everybody there is a great story waiting to be discovered and lived. This is the show where we guide you on your journey in discovering what your story could be. It's your life. Don't let anybody else write it. Hey guys, this is Scott Schimmel, I'm the host of the Useful Podcast, and uh, I think we're going to have fun today. I don't know if you listening are going to have fun, but Sarah and I are going to have fun because I have a good friend uh, on the podcast on the show today, Sarah Hernholm, and what I never have done, Sarah, on any of these podcast episodes is to formally introduce anybody. I just want you to tell us who you are and, and what you're doing currently, and you can name everything. And then we'll go back a little bit because your story is fascinating. And I know there's parts that I don't even know yet. Um, but introduce yourself to the listeners. You're Sarah. <laughs> We're friends. Go from there. <laughs> okay. Well, hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Sarah Hernholm. And I'll, I'll give you the definition of who I am when it comes to my work life. Great. Uh, we'll start there. So uh, my title is I am the founder and president of an organization called WIT, Whatever It Takes. And our focus is on inspiring teenagers to be entrepreneurs and activists. And we do that in, through two different programs. We have a college credit program that allows teenagers still in high school to go through a program where they get to learn how to design and launch a business and also earn college credit. And then we also run a program that's a one-day hackathon where teenagers get to come together and hack the problems that are facing their city and then pitch those solutions that they come up with to city officials and educators and business leaders. So the work that I do is focused solely on empowering teenagers to use their voice and use actually turn ideas that they have into reality and I do that through entrepreneurship and then we do that through the through the hackathon. Awesome. And I get to I get to do that work around the country, which is really amazing because it means I get to connect with teenagers around the country. And that's just my favorite demographic of humans. So that's <laughs> that's I'm lucky. And am I right you have four cities that you're working in? So we do so we run our college credit program Really, we're diving deep this year in on the West Coast in San Diego and on the East Coast in New York City. And then we're taking our hackathon around the country. So we just did it in San Diego, and we're okay. going to do it January 26th in Austin, Texas. Hmm. And then we'll be in New York and St. Louis in, in uh, it's probably spring, summer 2019 with, this, with the hackathon. And we pick cool. a topic or an issue every year. Mm -hmm. I'm putting that in quotes because we run a lot during like a school year versus like the yeah. traditional calendar year. Yep. And then we take that issue and we take it around the country and then we get to see the solutions and how the solutions are both the same and different depending on the city. Uh, but what always stays the same is that teenagers actually do know what's up and they have some really amazing yes. ideas. Yep. That's right. Well, I didn't even tell you, I don't think that the, <laughs> the theme of this month's in, in the school world, we, we take these themes and sit on them a month at a time. In the month of January, we're looking at this idea of change and the, the, mm. the actual titles, Change Happens. And it's a little tongue-in-cheek because change doesn't just happen. Change in my life, well, it, sometimes it happens to me, but most of the time it's something that I have to fight for 
and push for. And that's actually, I was thrilled that you could join our show and this month, because if there's anyone who understands change, loves change, is a spark of change in that I know it's you. So <laughs> if we can orient our conversation around change, I think that'll be, it'll be fun. Um, yeah, change is so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. So, some, I mean, my, I've got lots of thoughts on change. And I think one of the things that first comes to mind is you're right, it does happen. And sometimes it feels like it's happening to you and you, it feels, I'll just speak from my own experience. It can just be like, oh, this was yeah. not what I, I wanted. Yep. Uh, what I have, I, I like that you've described me as somebody who embraces change and likes change because I think that's something that I've really worked on hmm. is that change is going to happen. What I get to decide is what my reaction and my response is going to be to it. Mm -hmm. And I also have the data to show that every time I've welcomed or embraced change, either I've been better for it or my company has been better for it. Yeah. Uh, but I'm also like a fighter for the silver linings. So even if it's like, uh, I, I'll yes. find something good in there. Because change, in my experience, there's always loss to change. You're always losing something. And it typically requires that you let go of something. And yeah. then you're gaining something new, whether that's a new perspective, a new reality, a new location, a new job, a new relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a lot. There's a lot going on in those dynamics. Um, for you, I know you've had a couple of other careers previously, yes. changed careers. I'm curious about that. What have you... Where have you been career-wise? Well, in my 20s, I worked in television and film. And uh, I, I do believe that a lot of my work ethic came from those years. Huh. I mean, I, I feel like I also was raised with a strong work ethic. I have parents yeah. that uh, model that. And we've all, as a family, have just found joy in working hard and doing well, uh, like a job well done. So mm -hmm. I know that was part of my upbringing, but... I also know that my work ethic in the workplace was really uh, developed in television and film because I was working on sets, working on location, and you don't, so I'll just for the listener's sake, just for some context, because yeah. they'll be able to picture the movie right away. <laughs> uh, I worked on the film Elf, so if everyone can just like, they yep. most likely have seen that movie. In the last uh, one. Yeah, especially, yeah, especially, you're probably OD'd on it. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll think about all your favorite scenes and all these moments, all these great things. And what I remember of that is really like working at like 3 a.m. in Central Park and freezing <laughs> and knowing that we still needed, uh, you know, snowballs for a snowball fight and we still needed <laughs> this thing and that thing. Yeah. And there was nobody looking around going, well, that's not my job hmm. or I'm off now. Like I yeah. only work from this time to this time. Or it was this idea of we have a common goal, which is to create an amazing film and an experience. And we are all going to work together and everybody matters here from the craft service people, which are the people that provide you the food that you need to eat as a staff, as a team, yeah, yeah. to the lighting people, to the crew, to the actors. So everybody's involved in that. And I, I'm grateful for those years because I learned and I felt what hustle meant. Huh. And I, I know I can do whatever it takes, which was interesting because then I went on to name my company that, but yeah. I knew I could, I knew that that's what that looked like is you racing against time because the sun's setting and you need the light and you're yep. racing against, um, there's money and people don't want to lose money. No, so, no, uh, that mattered. So those are my twenties. And then from there I went into, I moved to San Francisco, which led to 
a new job, which was working as a preschool teacher. Uh, huh. Probably a conversation for another time to figure out how that all happened. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> that was, a conversation change. That's a big change. Yeah, that was a big, that was a big change. But I left Hollywood and it was very intentional to leave. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't say I left with as much grace as I would have liked to, but I did leave. And uh, yeah. And I found myself like, what do I want to do next? And I ended up getting this part-time job as a teacher and it really changed my life. And then from there, after a year of teaching, I thought, okay, well, if I'm really going to do this, maybe I should consider going into teaching. Had a wonderful mm -hmm. conversation with my father around that. I'll never forget. I was sitting outside the Whole Foods in San Francisco mm -hmm. and talking to him about that. And then I ended up moving back down to San Diego, enrolling full-time in the teaching credential program. Mm -hmm. And then fast forward a year, I was in my first classroom or rather, uh, uh, what are they called? Um, trailers, because it was still under oh, construction. Yeah. So I was yeah. in a trailer for uh, my fourth grade. My first class was a fourth grade class. Okay. And I taught in a public school system for about five years. And every year I was laid off. Oh, uh, yeah, which is so I have a lot days. of, I have a lot of practice on, uh, how to be resilient and positive yeah. during times of great strife and yeah. frustration. Uh, cause when you were, when you get pink slipped as a teacher, you usually get pink slipped with a few months left of teaching. So you actually know you've lost your job, but you still wow. need to show up for it wow. and show up for your kiddos. And that's a very interesting thing that, uh, our government or our system has put us puts teachers through yeah and uh not the best not the best no. uh, system i don't think no uh so every year i was laid off and then the final the last year i was laid off is when i felt like this isn't what I, this wasn't the life that i wanted to live i didn't like the feeling of being great at my job losing my job because hmm. of some policy of last and first out mm -hmm. so the last teacher hired the first yeah. one fired yeah I didn't like this feeling of my life being what it really just what it felt like was in the hands of somebody else and was being determined by somebody else and not determined based on my performance or merit, yeah. but just this random policy. And uh, I decided that I would give, I decided that I would, if I did this walk around this, the water here in San Diego, a place called Mission Bay. Yeah. And I asked myself if I could wake up tomorrow and do anything, what would it be? And the answer was, came to me that I wanted to help kids be of service to others. Hmm. That was it. That was just what it was. And that I know it stemmed from me seeing the impact of having a service learning component to my classroom and what that did for my kids and their confidence and their hmm. academics. So I yeah. knew I wanted to play around with that. And that led to the creation of a television show idea, which got pitched to ABC. And then ABC said, well, why don't you go get footage of that in San, in San oh, Diego no, and sorry. show us Crazy. what that yeah. looks like for youth to be of service. Yeah. And <laughs> while I was doing that footage, the school that I was running this, getting this footage at, they said, oh my gosh, this is such a great program. Can we, can you do this program at our school? And so I ended up, I, I don't really want to say by accident because I do feel yeah. like a, a life, my life is really like divinely kind of led and inspired mm -hmm. that it went to, oh, okay. There's certainly an accident on your part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, is it, is oh, this yeah, a this program, program that I'm right, creating? Right. <laughs> and then I got a nonprofit attorney and then I created it as a nonprofit and we started as an elementary school program hmm. called WIT Kids. So it was, it, the WIT stands for whatever it takes, but it was called Kids because we were looking, we were working with little ones 
elementary school. Yeah. And then we did that for a couple of years. And then that third year brought in high school. And that was a lot to do K through 12 programming. Yeah. And then we made a change and dropped elementary and focused on high school. And that's what we've been doing ever since. Well, wow. uh, so lots of changes I could no about it, like in my own career path, but also changes with the company that I run right now. And we're, and then we just had it, we're always in the middle of changes in the yeah. work that I do, but that's, yeah. you need to, I think we, we do better if we can just embrace the fact that yep, it's constant change, change is constant and it's our resistance to it that causes us the most pain because it's going to change. Yeah. Problems <laughs> and change are like what I wake up <laughs> and face every time. <laughs> What problems will I face today? What ch what changes? And it's just constant, right? And actually, mm -hmm. I, I don't know about you. I, I'm going to guess for you. When I don't have problems, when there are things that aren't changing, I am terribly bored. And it's not good for me. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I know what you mean by that. I think that there, to a certain extent, do you almost feel um, that there's something energizing about facing the changes? Yeah. 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 Makes it almost, alive. it makes you come alive. And that, mm -hmm. yeah, I get that. I had to do some work, personal work on my, almost what felt like an addiction to that. Like, mm. just like what, what's the late, because yeah, I almost next? had a discomfort in sitting in a stillness or in a moment of like, oh, cool. Yeah. We like hit a flow. Like we're in the zone. Yeah. It was like, come on, but I'm supposed to be like super crazed because this That's is right. this, this is that. Mm -hmm. And I'm learning to really enjoy when we hit a hit a stride or in a flow because I know it's going to change yeah. and I'll get that I'll get that you know rise again through like and I'll have to use my skills in a in a time crunch but I think I used to just thrive on that a little too much mm -hmm. uh, and that didn't surprise me I was like oh yeah that's not well, super surprising <laughs> something you just said sparks something for me because I think that's and I think it's the reason why I like you and why we connect and you just mentioned like the inner work the inner journey stuff that you've been doing because you and I both let's say professionally uh, live publicly we are out speaking we're we're leading um, we're disrupting things we're, we're innovating it's kind of this very public space um, and I spend a lot of time with a lot of people like that but uh, rarely do I find someone that understands the underneath dimensions, the inner work, the inner journey stuff. And um, I'm just, you know, talk more about that because I, I find that fascinating. Well, I think I, well, let's see. I know that I believe that my purpose here, you know, on this, in this, on this journey, on this planet at this time is for me to really be the best version of myself that I can be. Hmm. And really that's just an, un, really what I have found is that's more of just an undoing and getting back to my, yeah. my original state Yeah, right. <laughs> prior to life coming at me so hard at times. Yep. Uh, so it's not so much a becoming as a more of a, undoing. just a remembering and an undoing and just awesome. getting back to like this, the, the pure essence of who I am and yeah. who I was meant to be. And uh, it just, I just happened to be somebody who then created a company and the, and created a job for myself that would allow me to do that work in rapid time. Yeah. Uh, and I can't, I know for sure that I did not 
set out to do that consciously, like that I was like, I'm going to create work that makes me yeah. realize my, you know, right. who I truly the am. Like that's, right. that, that, <laughs> that, that, Cause that's absurd. Cause it's painful yeah. and it's hard, but I, I'm grateful that for whatever layer that was in my consciousness, subconsciousness that, that, that took me on this journey. I'm grateful for that because I, there's no other work than the work, in my opinion, of being an entrepreneur and launching a business and then launching a business that's inspiring young people and serving yeah. as a mentor to young people that will invite you because you don't have to do it, yep. uh, will invite you to do work on yourself in ways that would be much more convenient to avoid. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It can be, it just can be so painful, but I am so committed to the work uh, that we do at WIT and I'm so committed to being uh, a mentor and an example to our teenagers that mm. we work with that I am one of our uh, principles at WIT is to live in alignment. Mm. And if, cool. if, I'm, if I'm inviting young people to live in alignment, then that's also what I need to be doing too or what yeah. I get to be doing. And if I'm inviting them to do the work on themselves as leaders, then that's the work that I want to be doing. And so I think it's really been a gift for me to be able to do work that not only has inspired other people to be the best versions of themselves, yep. but is inspiring me to do that. It's yeah. It's accountability for you. Uh, yeah. So you're modeling it. Yeah. Yeah, for first. sure. Where did you learn all this? Where, I mean, life experiences, was there someone that's guided you to understand that? Like that's. Well, I think I've done, I, I'm, I've got this probably a toolkit. If you think about yeah. a, a toolbox and everyone would ask you like, well, how did you learn this? Or yeah. what it, it's got a bunch of different things in there. It's got childhood, uh, lessons and, and a moral mm -hmm. compass given mm -hmm. to me probably by my parents and uh, probably a combination of Sunday school, yeah. uh, even, you know, as basic as do unto others. And right. uh, it's lessons learned, like some tools gained from painful experiences of doing the wrong thing and mm -hmm. learning what that felt like, uh, mm -hmm. messing up and having to apologize a lot and realizing it might be easier just to do the right thing first so that I don't have to apologize so much. Right. Uh, and I, I think I've always been somebody, even as a young girl, who I, there's a curiosity that I've always had. I mean, I'm probably annoying people so much when I was younger about like, why, why, why mm -hmm. do I have to learn this? Why do I have to mm -hmm. do that? And that probably was deeper into like, why am I here? But that, I didn't have that language. Yeah. So it was like, why right. do I have to learn algebra? Right. <laughs> Instead of, what is, instead of what is the purpose of life and why am I here, yeah, yeah. it was probably like, why right. do I have to learn about the scientific <laughs> method? When yes. I, like, don't, right. So uh, that curiosity has been a thread that has been, mm. in, uh, that has been part of me and in everything that I do. And it and, uh, has made me question a lot about life and purpose and work and why. And, and uh I, ch I mean, you choose that. I think that all these questions are presented to every single person. It's yeah. just a matter of if, if you want to take on that invitation. Yep. If you're paying and, attention to it. Yeah. I, I, Cause it's there. It's not that I'm some unique human being. I mean, we're all unique in our own ways, but that, that I'm, that I'm grappling with these questions. It, everybody can. Yeah. And right. I, I guess I just figured if not now, when, if not at 20, 20 years old or 30 mm -hmm. years old or whatever, like Mm -hmm. eventually you're going to have to, or you eventually you would probably be faced with it. So yeah, 
So do the work Choose now. It now. <laughs> yeah, do it now <laughs> and, and get so clear. I think the biggest thing, the gift that I've given myself over the years is the clarity that it's an inside job and that mm. there, it's not somebody else's job to do the work on yourself. Like yeah. it's not a partner's job, a parent's, a mentor's, a therapist, like yep. you, it's you. So yeah. that's on you. <laughs> there's a, there's a woman named um, Dr. Shafali Sabiri. I'm not actually trying to pronounce her name. She's known as Oprah's parenting expert. Yeah. And, I've heard of her. Yeah. She's written a few books and my wife and I, cause we have three kids have this library of parenting books. Cause we think if we have these books in our house, maybe we'll become better parents. But about a year ago, <laughs> I picked up one of these books and it's called conscious parenting or the mm -hmm. conscious parent. And her, this woman's, framework on parenting is that your kids are given not for you to shape and mold and, and make model citizens and, and healthy adults your kids are given to you for your own growth your own maturity your own transformation uh, and mm -hmm. the fact that this particular kid is annoying in this way is actually for you it's not for you to shape it out of them it's for you to realize what parts of you are yet to be changed or undone in your language and I've realized reading that book a year ago, it, all of a sudden I looked at the way I'm a, I'm a coach with youth sports and my own kids teams. That's, that's all actually about me as I'm coaching. Mm -hmm. I think it's about the kids, but it's all about, or it can be all about me. I look at the emails that I get at work now and I realize, oh my God, like every email I get is an opportunity to respond to these deeper questions and deeper, the deeper journey. And mm -hmm. I've had, and I'm curious for you, so that's, there's been a few books that have taken me there, but I've also, for me, I've had, a, some, would pe some people would call this person in their life like a life coach or um, a leadership coach. I call her a spiritual director. This woman that I uh, spend time with probably every once a month, twice a month, and I intentionally go spend time with her because she's so good at guiding me into the inner journey to look mm -hmm. at the deeper stuff. When I have got a lot of opportunities to talk about goals and business challenges and strategy with you know lots of different people she's the one that i continually go to and say hey help me understand what's going on inside because i don't have the like you said the language yet or i don't mm -hmm. quite understand these dimensions yet or i haven't connected the dots yet what what, uh, what else have you done in your toolkit in terms of reading or people that you turn to mm. that helps you go there well i love audible and i walk <laughs> about an hour a day Ooh. Uh, and I listen to about two to three books a month and, uh, that's really helpful. I'll pick a book. Like right yeah. now I'm about to wrap up. I think I've got 20 minutes left on a book called when, hmm. and it's really good. It's about the timing of things and, and why it matters and, and just, and understanding how things work and why they work. I like that kind of stuff. Anything that's just yeah. helping me get a better sense of, for, I'll just give an example. In the book, it talks about how we have these peaks and troughs in our day. And, and usually around two o'clock is like a time where it just dips. Hmm. And that's when you shouldn't be doing big idea stuff. So that's when you should be doing things that don't require hmm. so much focus because you're, that is a, a drop. There's a, and yeah. data has shown that, whatever. Huh. So instead of, and when I was reading, listening to that, I thought that's so true. And then I was like, well, wait, wait, I think I went about my days and I notice that drop in energy. That's usually when people get up from their desks to go get a coffee or they kind of are just, there's this, or they go eat junk food, right? Like this, yeah. there's these moments. And so in the book, it recommends instead, like go out for a 10 minute walk or da da da, da or like do, huh. just giving these suggestions. And since I have this freedom of being able to work from home and then I also go into the office, 
I was working from home on, on a, one of the these days and I felt that lull and I just got up and I did like really mundane tasks around the house. I did some laundry and I did the dishwasher mm-hmm. and then I watered some plants outside and, but it was like this nice little break and I didn't like get upset with myself around like, Oh, you're supposed to be powering. Yeah, through. It's yeah, like, no, yeah. no, no, like this is a thing. So yeah. just take a little break. And then, and then I got enough of a break and get refocused and so those kind of things that's why I like that learning uh, and so I picked those kind of books uh I just finished Shoe Dog also which was a great book you know by Phil Knight from Nike oh yeah uh so I a lot of the stuff that I so I'm a learner in that way I'll listen to books and uh I find that the books that I listen to help me feel less alone uh, as somebody who is a founder of a company mm-hmm. and, uh, it can be really stressful when you're trying to figure out how you're going to make payroll or if you didn't yeah. make payroll, yeah. uh, <laughs> what would that look like? And, and I'm, we've always paid our employees. I, I will also say that I haven't always been paid on those months, but mm-hmm. I will always make sure that my employees are paid. So we've had mm-hmm. these like moments in our, in our, in work that have been challenging and, uh, then I listened to Phil Knight, you know, Phil Knight's book, talk about yeah. the struggles with Nike. And I'm like, okay, if they were like, we're worried about not being able to clear a million dollar, like totally. bill that they had or a check. Right. It's like, okay, it's, I'm going to make it. You know, it's uh, going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, I also have a, you know, I have a strong friendship group and I, I'm mm. honored to count you as somebody who mm-hmm. ha- I have a friendship with. And it, friendship looks different at this stage in my life. It's different than the high school days or the college mm-hmm. days of going out or, it's the friends that you can call and just say like, this is hard yeah. and this sucks and they're there for you and that they don't have to actually even be physically with you. They mm-hmm. can just be on the other line. I mean, you helped me out even just yesterday mm-hmm. with, with what I was going through mm-hmm. and how, and getting me the tools to be able to show up for one of our students. And yeah. so it's the, I have, that's really important to me. And I think that that friendship circle has gotten smaller and that's yeah. not, I'm, I'm okay with that. It's right. this natural pruning richer. Yeah. <laughs> of just where I want to spend my time. And so, hmm. and then again, I mean, I, I, I'm a very um, prayerful person and I find mm-hmm. a lot of comfort and, and turning to a higher power for guidance mm-hmm. and that really helps me get ground me. I listen, I do meditation. I listen, I have a headspace app that I yeah. we all have access to and yeah. I'll do those sometimes. I'm, I've gotten pretty good at identifying what I'm feeling and then going through all the unhealthy things that I would normally do yeah. and not choose those and then choose a healthier option. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Been there>, so <laughs> it will be like, oh my gosh, I'll feel a great pressure coming in around I'll I'll just take the payroll thing because if you have listeners that are founders and they will know that and they will feel that pain they will know exactly what that is and if you're listening and you're not a founder just know that the companies that you're working for (laughs) they have felt this and they care about you but they have felt this yeah and you you know you're refreshing the the numbers on your on your on your computer and you're realizing like you don't know how it's all going to match and how it's all going to happen and <laughs> you, there's an avoidance that could come in. Like, I want to go eat those feelings away. Maybe yeah. somebody wants to go drink them away. Right. I want to go binge watch Netflix. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go do something because I don't want to face this. So I'll sit there and I'll feel, I'll hear all those ideas come in. Yes. And then I'll go to, how about a five minute walk with the dog? Or how yeah. about a headspace choice? Or how about mm-hmm. call a friend? Like call, mm-hmm. use a lifeline. Mm-hmm. And I'll do those <laughs> things. 
And then I'm like, okay, because I, I'm not naive anymore. Like this isn't yeah. going to be the last time I feel that. Right. Cause so, it's the thousandth time. Yeah. It's it the so thousandth. Time. Yeah. So I'm not going to, I love myself too much to put myself through the paces of what's going to happen to me if I make those unhealthy choices. Yeah. So it's like, you value yourself, you know, you're going to come out. Okay. What do you want to do now to, to, you've been here before. You're probably going to yeah. be here again. What works, what doesn't. And, uh, there's a lot of, I've a lot of, I've developed a lot of self-awareness over the years. And I think that's been really helpful for me. I, I'm so thankful for you sharing that because I think I listen to a ton of podcasts, read books, articles from successful people, from entrepreneurs, and so much of the orientations around productivity. You got to wake up at 4am or here's the tools I use to automate my emails. And I think I find that fascinating. I love that stuff. Yeah. But I'm way more interested in what you just shared. <laughs> what do you <laughs> do to, you know, make the noise stop or to deal with the inner stuff or to confront your ego? And I know for me that the question that always is just around the corner of my mind is, uh, do I really have what it takes? Uh, do I really have what it takes? Because I have plenty of feedback <laughs> that says no. <laughs> and, um, I'm curious for you if there's a question like that, because I think everyone's question is a little bit different or can be a little bit different. Is there anything that sort of haunts you with the reoccurring? Well, thing? I just wonder if we're really, if it's really making a difference, you know, I'll have that worry. Yeah. Like, are we really making a difference? What if we only impact a hundred kids this year? Is that enough? Right. And then I'll be like, Sarah, if you only impact one child and there's a ripple right. effect, that's enough. You know, I think about, so I have these fears. It's usually around, uh, it's, I'm such a cliche because what it always comes down <laughs> to is me feeling like I'm not enough. So yeah, it's like, that's uh, right. So yeah. it's like, wah, wah, wah. Okay. You're not that unique. <laughs> Everybody else probably has those feelings too, but yeah. there's a fear of not being enough that, and then what I would look at would be, it's so fascinating how we can choose our, you know, what we, what thoughts we decide to yeah. indulge or, or grasp, yeah. grasp onto. But so in that moment of not enoughness, it'll be like, remember, you're not enough because you still haven't figured out how to scale the company as well, or you still haven't figured out how to mm -hmm. hire the next person to be able to pay mm -hmm. them. So you really, it's, so it, my mind will, the, the thoughts will come in that will try to justify the, and prove that you're not enoughness. Yeah. What I do now is I go, oh, okay, well, talk to yourself like you're your best friend. Hmm. <laughs> talk to yourself like you love yeah. yourself. Yeah. And, and then what would that sound like? So that thought comes in, right? It's like, you're not enough. Like, it's not enough. Like, look yeah. at the numbers, look at this. And then I go, right, but remember what this person said. Remember what that child said. Like, remember yeah. what this, like, start looking around at where the enoughness is. And so it's just, it's always a choice, right? It's just yeah. always like, what lane are you going to go in? Like, yeah. it, I love how Eckhart Tolle talks about thoughts going past like clouds. Or if you want to think about thoughts going by like a train, all the different train cars, you get to decide which one you want to jump on. Yeah, that's right. And, and you can, or it can just keep passing. It just, the clouds keep passing, the train cars keep passing. So I'll tell myself, and I, I'm known to, talk out loud about like, <laughs> that's not uncommon and people have seen it and I they'll hear people in my office will hear me say it when I'm walking I'm like it's a choice I'll be reminding myself like out loud like because in my head it will be like oh this feels like I suck right now well that's a choice yeah. there like choose that's that right. you choose that you know that if you go down that hole of thought yep. 
you're going to have to climb out. And nobody yep. at this point in the game is really interested in that phone call. When you're no. like, hey, I feel like I'm not enough again. again. They're like, oh gosh, Sarah, I'll just like get over, right? So that's, but you also want the friends that you can text and say, I'm feeling like I'm not right. enough. And they come back with like the best responses, the yep. best gifts, Patience, the emojis, like mm -hmm. things that make you laugh. And you're like, okay. Yeah. So it's, you, I think that life has presented me with two, two options. And I think about this, I've had different crossroads in each decade. Uh, it's like you can choose to live where you feel, where you're feeling and you're, and you're just so present. Or you can mm. choose to live numbed out and zoned out and just an auto and automate like your life. Like mm. I've always, I've had those choices present and I just keep going to, it feels better to feel it. Even if, it, even if it sucks right. sometimes. Yep. Uh, cause and it's real. And you it's might as well real. It. Yeah. And, and if my core belief is that I'm here for a purpose or I wouldn't be here, then I have to think that the best way to really fine tune that purpose and to make an impact is to live present and alive yep. and to feel it even when it really really has sucked yeah because um, yep. i want to be really honest about that to the listeners like there could sometimes i can sound and people have joked that i can sound a little zen or like kumbaya-ish mm -hmm. it's not that it's that the, these are like grounded yeah um truths and practices from a lot of pain a lot of yep. alternatives of being uh, you know the option of being um just just struggling and so that right. i've just like felt like i've earned the earned my stripes a bit with that because mm -hmm. i've chosen to do the work so it's there's no kumbaya like it's all no. been blissed out it's real <laughs> right <laughs> and do you I, you mentioned that principle uh at wit live in alignment mm -hmm. how much how much as you're working with teens and, and you're helping them to really change their mindset change their vision for what's possible in their lives, change their idea of being, a, of becoming an entrepreneur. Like how much do you engage them? Cause they're teenagers in some ways. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't mean that dismissively, but th they might not be struggling as much as you and I <laughs> 20 years into this. Oh, they're struggling. Okay. Tell, yeah. Yeah, tell me about that. How do you engage students in that? How do you help them become more self-aware on that deeper journey? Well, I think that the, be the way that I feel I've learned about our teens and how they feel and, one of the ways that I have found that I'm able to really connect better with my teens and to learn about what they're going through is by posting things on our Slack channel yeah. and sharing them with comments like, this really helped me because I was feeling really nervous about a presentation that I was doing today. And then I read this yep. and it made me feel better. Or this has been really helpful to me. It's made me feel less alone because sometimes being a founder of a company can be scary. Have you ever felt that way? Hmm. And then the teens will comment and say things like, oh my gosh, I totally yeah. feel that way sometimes. <laughs> so there's, it doesn't always have to be this like really in depth, uh, right, right. just like it, we, we connect through the vulnerability, vulnerable yes. moments of just, oh, this is like yep. so hard sometimes, isn't it? And, the, and then I'll say to the teens, what emote like share an emoji below that like captures how you're feeling and that can tell you a lot too great so uh that's great i'm so pulling out you just talked about three things and this i know this is how we train teachers to be more engaging with kids you share vulnerably first like okay mm -hmm. principle there second you invite and prompt self-reflection so 
it's not just you share and talk about yourself. It's that story has a purpose for you to think about you, find language in this, think about yourself. And then the third part, create space for them to connect with each other. I mean, that's, that is so good. That's not simple at all. It's actually really profound. That's awesome. <laughs> well, see, the, the wonderful thing about life is if you stick around and you stick, stick to it, <laughs> then you get to see the reason why it all happened, right? Like, yeah. oh, the, the, the gifts that I got from film have helped me with uh the, the there's just i learned so much on film and i'm going to go yeah. back to doing documentaries and producing at some point and it'll probably be films and productions around youth and that will make sense mm. because of the work that i've been doing yeah. with youth and yeah. then the teaching led to wit and then i was a theater major in college which mm. is <laughs> most most people would say what's your plan b but i've gone <laughs> on to do tedx talks and i wouldn't have been able yeah. to do those talks that's if, right as confidently and as comfortably if I didn't have a theater background yeah so yeah. it's that's the that's what I always probably why I like working with teenagers is because there's a time when you're a teenager at least for me because I can remember it really like it was yesterday yeah it all felt so major and mm. I couldn't see past Friday night or freshman year like it was very hard I mean yes you're supposed to be thinking about what you want to do with your life but what really was so intense was like the friendships and the boys and the academics and the life yeah. that was just in this right in bubble yeah. yep. of those years and we lose a lot of our teens uh I'm not saying our wit teens I'm talking about teens just in general in our pop mm -hmm. in our world population uh to suicide mm -hmm. uh are, we have teen we have teens struggling with depression and struggling with a place of belonging and i think that comes because it's during those years you just want to feel like you're part of something yeah and if you don't fit the mold that your school has created for yeah. you to fit into which i didn't i went to three different high schools and ended up mm -hmm. at a boarding school mm -hmm. uh it's painful yeah and i want teens to know that that's not what life has to look like eventually yeah. you get out like you, you do eventually you get out. And so you get these, you get these adults that say to the, say to kids, I've heard this, like, uh, it's okay. Like it's, you know, like why don't take it so seriously. Like it's just this or yeah, it's not that big right, of a deal. I'm like, right. uh, it's, it major. is now. Yeah. It's major when you feel left out, like yep. it's major. But what I do want to tell teens is it does get better mm -hmm. and it can super suck right now. Yeah. And but things. for you to give up now and to check out now would be so sad because you have gifts and experience that have not even been realized yet. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to be an adult in teens world that's just saying, yeah, that sounds like it sucks. Totally. Yeah, totally. Um, right. Like maybe we can, let's see how you can use your voice over here at WIT and get some good stuff happening in your life. And let's launch a business that incorporates a hobby that you have so that you can mm -hmm. like do your hobby and make money doing that. Like mm -hmm. I'm just trying to find a way to keep our young ones understanding that they matter and that yeah. they're valuable. And we do that through entrepreneurship. We do that through community activism. I don't care if you do that through cooking classes or through a running club or through a poetry right. thing, but we, but like we got to get them. Get engaged get them just get them to realize that they are enough as they are right now and that how the hell are they supposed to know what they're, they're going to do with their life yet when they've been on the planet for like 15 years so why are we pressuring like a 16 year old to be like what do you want to major in and like where totally. do you want to go it's like dude i mean 
uh, let's just let them live a bit. And like, yeah. can we let them sleep in more because they need to <laughs> like, <laughs> can you change the school start time? Because yeah. it's, <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> so we're, and, and that's, and I think that maybe you would appreciate this and agree with it when you choose to do work like this. Cause I know you're in this space mm-hmm. too you can feel like you're not even moving the needle because you're looking at an education system. You're looking at teenagers, you're looking at parents and you're like, Oh my gosh, this is so much. But I remember the ones that were there for me during my teenage years. And if I can at least be that for some teens, then I will feel like I've done something right. Well, so people listening to this are often parents, school leaders, people that are in transition themselves. And so imagining mm-hmm. people listening to you and thinking a few things, whoa, how, does, how can I get my kid involved in this? Or how can we get Sarah to come and speak and share her thoughts? Or how can I just talk to Sarah and see if I can <laughs> plug in to what she's doing and volunteer? I think what you're doing, especially the way you're building a team and creating space for folks to mentor teens and speak to teens, like mm-hmm. it's, a, it's an ecosystem that you're creating. It's not just a program, it's, it's a way of, adults in our community taking care of kids and life on life and learning from each other. So what, uh, that's a long winded way to say, what's the best way to connect with you? The easiest way to reach me and anybody can do this is uh, just, you can email me, uh, Sarah with an H. So S A R A H at doing D O I N G wit W I T dot org. To learn more about wit, you can visit our website doingwit.org. Yep. Uh, you can, that's how you can learn about our college credit program, our hackathons. Uh, the best way to just get involved with WIT because we're doing it on this platform and I'm, ha- I'm chatting with you, a friend of mine, is just to email me because yeah. then we can guide you. If it's, it's someone, that, someone who's interested in coming in and mentoring, yep. serving as a coach for our teens, we do guest speakers. You've done all of those mm-hmm. roles so you, mm-hmm. can, you know that experience. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Or maybe you have a teenager that's interested in getting involved that's fine. We have space for next year. We're already doing the applications. And um, uh, yeah, we, I speak in schools. I speak at corporations, sharing yeah. our principles at WIT, sharing the journey of launching a business. And I'm really, really good at talking about failures. Yeah, right. <laughs> <And> <laughs> because I've had some. Yeah. And really taking the shame out of that. Because as I yeah. tell the teens and as I tell myself, you can experience a failure that doesn't mean you are a failure. And when you experience yeah. a failure, you get to pull all the lessons out of it. Yeah. And cause when you know better, you do better. I believe that's a, my Angelou was a, was Oprah. Maya, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you probably got or Oprah, Oprah quotes Maya. Like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like they, that there's, yeah, a, that's right. there's a, there's some, men, there's some good mentorship quotes. Maya's like, come them. on. It's yeah. always <laughs> uh, but that's really big. And adults, that's why when I travel and I speak at corporations, I talk about how you can fail and not be a failure yeah. uh, and that we need to encourage more of this risk-taking and, and yeah. risk-taking isn't like, oh, I'm going to go jump out of a plane because that's risky. No. It's like, oh, I'm going to share my idea in a conference room meeting. Yeah, that's right. And that feels really risky because what if somebody money, thinks it's support. stupid? Yeah. yeah. And can we create more schools, more, some more classrooms and more conference rooms where you can quote, ask the stupid question and not have somebody at the water cooler, which is an old expression, right? Yeah. Talking about you afterwards. Yeah. And that's what I want to help do because I'm fine with the pace of my life. I'm at ease with what, and at peace with the journey. I know that it, but that being said, 
I know it could have been easier hmm. if people had been willing to hold more space for me to be wrong and sad and messy and failed. And I yep. think I tried to kind of keep appearances a little too long at times. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I just want to be that which I wish I had, right? Yeah. That's just the, the, the desire is to just be that. So, and well, you're like next, that too. The next conversation we have ought to be about failure. And even if, uh, having been in the WIT classroom several times, hearing you talk like that to students. And also for me, uh, having personally worked in so many high school campuses where anxiety is going off the charts oh, yeah. and uh, college, college professors are watching students melt down and, and transfer a dropout because they've never <sighs> failed before. So to see you model it, encourage it, name it, make it normal, it's such a good thing. And so if people listening, if you want to, if you're feeling like weary about the, the future of our country or if you... <laughs> I would go spend an hour at, at some sort of a wit event and interact with these teens because every time I've gone and participated and interacted with these kids, it's like, oh my God, these are the, it's not like, oh my God, they're going to change the world. It's, wow, we have a tremendous potential that is being mm -hmm. realized and lived out by these teens. And so I'm so glad for what you're doing. I'm so glad we are friends and still... Yeah are uh, exploring ways to blend efforts and mm -hmm. impact the world. For sure. So thanks for being a part of the show and, and we'll hear more from you. And I'll make sure we have a lot of show notes, books we're talking about, email addresses and uh, internet uh, places to find you and, and even your TEDx talk. So look for the show notes because it's going to be rich. So thanks a lot, Sarah. <laughs> thanks, Scott. I'm so grateful that you're my friend. Thank you. See ya. Thank you for tuning in to the U-School podcast. We want you to know about our brand new LifeScript course. Our flagship program that we offer is now available in a digital environment on our website. The course is designed to help anyone who is in a period of life transition to reflect on the big questions that matter the most. Questions like, who am I? What's my story? What do I believe in? What kind of person do I want to become? What's my mission in life? How can I best contribute? And who do I belong to? The digital course has been designed to be intuitive and deeply human. You will recruit your own team of life advisors to track with you the entire time you engage in self-reflection, giving you the feedback and support you need to write a great story for the next chapter. Just go to theuschool.com and if you sign up, use the promo code PODCAST10 to get $10 off the list price. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T and the number 10. Remember, you only get one life. Make sure your life reads like a great story.